This time, Unknown Not the Mind Probe, episode number 49. Yeah. Who gotta get out of this place if it's the last thing I ever do? And it might be. Welcome to No, Not the Mind Probe. I was just carrying on from the song, but yeah, I didn't really do Kind of a well. rock opera. Yeah. No, Not the Mind Probe. So <laughs> plays a mean pinball. Look, people, there are like 250 episodes of this podcast, and I'm running out of line readings. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the actual line reading yet. When are we going to get to the actual line reading? Uh, the 50th anniversary episode. It's going to be huge. Like, so the, 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 the five doctors is where it comes from. So it's going to be when oh, we wow. do that. So it's huge. It's going to be anyway. a massive 14 hour episode of this podcast. Like, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, and this is a podcast. So, um, oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, and it is one where we watch. So ha- this is how we're going to get to the 50. We watch and rank every single Doctor Who uh, story ever. Um, so so shut up. That's happening. Shut up. Uh, so just, just everyone just settle down. That's yeah. what's happening. Deal with it. Just uh, we don't want to hear any more about it. Like, yeah, a lot of whining, a lot of complaining. Like, why are you doing this? How's that? You know what? It's happening. So get past it. Um, my Who name is a very confrontational John Grant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. And again, get over it. Like you can't change that. That is it. That is happening. Look, the folks, this this ep- episode of No, Not the Mind Probe is going to get really real. Like, yeah. it's going to get raw, and mm-hmm. weird. like it's time to confront some fundamental truths. One of which is that I've been watching Doctor Who for thirty seven years. Look, my name's Corner Mason. Yeah. And John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 25 years. I haven't enjoyed that when he's been doing it. Nope. And you know nope. what? A year or so ago I finally said yes. Yeah. And and here and so here we are. Yeah. And that's it was it was that that's all. or die of COVID. <laughs> yes. And- <laughs> when faced with that choice, I finally chose Doctor Who. Like fine, fine, whatever. Uh, each episode, we'll look at two stories. We're going through the the 21st century Doctor Who mm-hmm. in order. Uh, we're currently just began the Matt Smith era, and our Doctor Who sommelier John then pairs one of those stories with a classic story from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah, uh, sounds like an oldie station. Classic <laughs> from the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s today. It's John, the, what do we come, have coming up for the two for Tuesday? Uh, I'm just going to say, I hope the 90s is not an oldies station yet, but I uh, the fear 90s is that definitely, it is. <laughs> Nirvana is oldies. Oh, well, man. Well, at the very least, Nirvana is considered now classic rock. Yeah, which means that like the Beach Boys are like what I thought was like like Al Jolson. <laughs> like, right now, I was a kid. So uh, think about that. Uh, anyway, Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, we are. Uh, we're number two in the mess. We're, we're in the mess with era, folks. It's happening. Uh, if you loved David Tennant, uh, turn off your podcasts. Uh, uh, throw your phone on the ground. We will never it. speak it's of over. him again. Like, we'll never mention again until he shows up again. Um, we are on uh, episode number two. Steve Moffat also. Um, the Beast Below, an interesting high concept sci fi episode. Um, and we have paired that with a classic story. Uh, and because the arc in space was already taken, because we already did that one, That's we have right. another arc story, the original arc story. Uh, we got a William Hartnell story. We're going back into the final season of William Hartnell, uh, Stephen and 
Dodo, we'll have a little bit to talk about, I'm sure, uh, in this story simply titled The Ark. All right, let's recap these episodes. We're going to start with the newer who were, and that is The Beast Below. This is Series 5, Episode 2 of The New Doctor, The 11th Doctor. We still have Amy Pond here. She held on for another episode. (laughs) It would be surprising if they'd scuttled her after that one episode (laughs) and left the wedding dress uh, dangling there. It aired uh, the 10th of April, 2000. Great if they just put up a caption like, Amy got sorry. We didn't the wedding dress. Amy got married. Yeah, moving on. Or no. Or the, or the episode opens and the doctor's on the phone. Oh, Amy died. I'm so sorry. And then hangs up the phone. And just moves on with the rest of the episode. Wow, the audience but, no. on this must not have been good. That would have been terrible because we love yeah. Karen Gillan and I love Amy Pond. Uh, yeah. This was the 204th Doctor Who story, Madness. and we have a little quip which John found. I'm going to play that for you now. This is the United Kingdom of Britain. And Northern Ireland, all of it, bolted together and floating in the sky. Starship UK, it's Britain, but metal. That's not just a ship, that's an idea. That's a whole country living and laughing and shopping. (laughs) Searching the stars for a new home. Can we go out and see? Of course we can, but first there's a thing. A thing? An important thing. In fact... Thing one, we are observers only. That's the one rule I've always stuck to in all my travels. I never get involved in the affairs of other peoples or planets. Ooh, that's interesting. So we're like a wildlife documentary, yeah? Because if they see like a wounded little cub or something, they can't just save it. They've got to keep filming and let it die. It's got to be hard. I don't think I could do that. Do you find that hard, being not like detached and cold? Doctor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trailed off. Oh, well, God. the visual there, I didn't quite capture, but the visual of him helping a little girl crying on the bench. But uh, yes, yeah, I like yes. the little explanation, the little riffing between the two of them. It's hard to find a good quote from this story. Not yeah. Quotable. Yeah. So this is the second episode. We've learned everything we need. As we mentioned, we're kind of shot out of a cannon in the first uh yeah. first episode of this series great introduction great regeneration episode just great actually and we can say officially at this moment in time the 11th hour of the previous episode st- stands as number our, one the, the no not the my probe and, number one ranked episode i'm just gonna right throw now. out your probers probably not at risk right now <laughs> <laughs> probably not another episode gonna episode. challenge that um so my mark they they show up on Starship UK, which is a, a colony ship in the future and arc uh, mm-hmm. that we find out that solar flares happened. Also Which happened in the other yeah. story. Yeah. Solar flares yeah. apparently are going to be the death of us all. That's one going to happen. The other. Yep. And all of the UK evacuated. Don't know how everyone else is doing. Uh, yeah. The UK. You assume that other countries left. I do love. There's a great joke about like uh, Scotland went separately, and Amy's like, "Yeah, they would." Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Amy's kind of. Uh, we, we see the ship. They're all on there, and uh, one of the things we find out, Amy gets whisked into, or, or she actually is exploring and finds this little booth that you go into. Where they check in, uh, we find out every five years, and we say, we're going to tell you the reality of what is happening here. And after you hear it, you can choose to forget it or protest. Um, 
if more than, I think, 1% of the population of the ship protests will turn it around? I'm not sure. What the, something will happen. I, I don't know what that was. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, well, fine. We'll just, we'll just stop doing this. Yeah, like, we'll yeah. stop. I don't know. We'll and, all but, die. But if you <laughs> think we'll forget, die. then, you know, everything will just move forward. And everyone, upon hearing this several times throughout the story, is like, why would I choose to forget? We don't quite see it. We, sh- we see some sort of flashes of imagery. Apparently, like, mm. horrible things have happened. Mm. And, mm. you know, this is why they've ended up this place. It, all we see is that Amy presses forget. And right. we also see that Amy left herself a video message saying, get the doctor off this ship. Right. He get the doctor ruin. off this ship because he will ruin this. He he will he will be ruined um, and, and yeah. will ruin it. And, you know, when they're walking around, they see people generally moving about, except the big notable thing they see, because I'll mention because it comes back at the end of the episode, is that they we, we see a, a child. The, the, the opener to the episode is we see the, a girl, young girl and boy, kind of a classroom setting. And at the end, the boy is essentially being punished and looks like he's dropping into like the gates of hell right. um, gets yeah. dropped into. Um, we see the girl from that opener later just sitting crying. And the doctor makes a big point to say, like, this is strange. Like, no one's going to her. Right. And that means they know what she's crying about and there's nothing they can do about it. There was a, it, there's a lot of uh I had forgotten this and I watched it. There's a lot of, you could tell you might've been writing Sherlock at the same time he's writing this. There's a lot of deduction in this, right? There's a lot of like, ah, this doesn't make any sense. And like clever little like conclusions drawn from, uh, from different facts. I was like, oh yeah. He, again, I, I was like, I feel like he was thinking of or and or writing Sherlock at the same time he's writing. <laughs> and, you know, clever. mentioned the opener. Of he water, also, he, <clears throat> it reminded me in some ways of, blink in a weird way i don't know i could just recognize this as like the stephen moffat opening is like it draws you in you're like i yep. want to know what's going on the doctor uh or amy are not in the opener like you just yep. see this other yep. world it almost really reads more like a uh uh, a black mirror episode there oh what's going on what's happening yep. and, and, and a little smiler the little weird like carnival like yeah, booths with little mannequins. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, these strange kind Smilers. of like Zoltar from Big, but with <laughs> yeah. strange uh, Guy Fox masks on. Um, red eyes when they're mad. Yeah. So, so she chooses to forget, and then she says, "We gotta get the doctor away." The doctor wants to know what protest will do. He hits it. They get dropped into what feels like a sewage area. They find out no, they're inside a beast mm-hmm. or inside a thing. A beast and in below. It, a beast below. Yeah. They're they're in its mouth, and uh, they try to do what they can to get out. They end up getting ejected. I couldn't tell what they were implying exactly through its nose through its butt i couldn't tell what they were saying i think it was throwing them up yeah it was throwing them up yeah like a little like a cute right because he says you have sick all over you okay right yeah yeah Yeah. they're 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 vomited out of there they get back uh they're kind of in the bowels of the ship um they meet uh liz 10 who we find out is queen elizabeth the 10th i'm the bloody queen she has a great i mean does she ever come (laughs) back because she is just such a great introduction yeah um It'd be great if she came back. She was a fun character. Yeah, she was good. Um, uh, so they find out that she's sort of kind of, I want to say leading resistance, but she's all on her own. So she's just kind of out there trying to set things right. Um, but she almost like Batman, though. She's just kind of this lone figure like roaming around the ship. Well, it's interesting if you watch like the crown now, 
it, it actually worked. It was like, oh yeah, the, the queen would be just like isolated and everybody wouldn't be telling her stuff. And it's like, oh yeah, the poor queen. Yeah. So we ultimately, <laughs> right. So we ultimately find out, um, oh, I, I forgot the order in which we found all this out. The whole ship is attached to a giant beast called what's called a star whale. And these star whales are these, um, I don't know about interdimensional, but definitely like space traveling beings <clears throat> that, you know they they roam around the the universe and they found this ship and sort of were shepherding it through to safety and the humans sort of have taken it over and like it's like they were riding in the ocean and a dolphin came by and they said like this is great let's strap like a sea dew onto the <laughs> dolphin you it. know um so there <laughs> so that's happening and then we also find out that uh, Liz Ten, Queen Elizabeth, has actually been alive for two or three hundred years, and keeps getting her mind wiped. Similarly to the people, um, she can keeps abdicate. getting her mind wiped every ten years. Yeah, she can either forget or she can abdicate. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. And so, and then if, similar to her, she's like, "Why? Of course, I'm not doing the forgetting. I'm clearly like, you know." And we find out, no, she's. It's the same thing with her because what they find is that they're essentially torturing this being mm-hmm. to get where they need to go. But if they stop doing it, um, then they won't. They think it'll they'll, fly away. They'll die. So it's yeah. the choice of like the human. Ra- they keep saying the human race, but again, it's like, well, the UK. Like yeah, I, we're but, still yeah. not sure what's going on. Yeah. But um, the this entire civilization, um, or this beast, um, and those those are the options. Um, and then so the end is basically. Um, Amy sorting out, and this is again what I felt was a very Donna moment of yeah, saying like, yeah. no, even yeah, uh, and the, because the doctor is the doctor lays all that out and says, I'm sick of humanity because it's so typical right. <laughs> humanity. Yeah. It's like, oh great, this thing is helping us. Let us torture it while it helps us. <laughs> um, um, the, this the star whale. But what Amy sort of sees is that, which is that the star whale. Is like the doctor. They weren't hitching a ride. It came to help them. Right. She, and... she parallels it to the doctor. The last of its kind trying to be kind. And the clue for her is it doesn't eat the children. I think it eats the adults. It's like, yeah, screw the adults. But the, the kids, it's like, no. And then and so she's like, wait a second. It's being yeah, kind. Yeah, it sees the children go up to yeah. play with like one of the sort of scorpion-like right, tentacles yeah. of, the, of the beast. And it's just sort of helping them and cuddling them and yeah she equates it to the doctor's speech at the beginning saying like no it's seeing children in trouble it's going to help you can this isn't there's a false choice here like you can actually release uh the beast essentially and and everything will continue like you won't have to because they essentially had jacked into it they had opened up its brain they were jacking electro electrolysis into the brain to control it you don't need to do any of this it's just going to take you where you need to go you just need to hold on and then, then that's fine. And so um, and so that's the end. And then um, at the very end, uh, well, they just set up the next episode. I won't talk about that. Right. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was good. I really liked Liz 10. I thought it was just a weird, funny Sophie thing. Sophie Okinado, who is a big actress. She's done a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, she's um, uh, she was in Hotel Rwanda. Uh, she was. Oh, wow. Uh, she was. Uh, she apparently was nominated for an Emmy recently in Ratchet, which is the the what's his name? That guy, Ryan Kelly or whatever, the guy who did Glee or something, uh-huh. uh, uh, which was the um, uh the um 
But she was nominated of, for Hotel Rwanda for for an Oscar. Yeah, no, she's apparently a big wow. deal, uh, and she's excellent in this. Yeah, I agree, she's great in this. Uh, uh, and I have heard the name uh, definitely. Um, and she's done a lot of theater and film. Um, she's she's yeah, she's um uh, I saw she was in oh she's in the Death on the Nile, which is the new Kenneth Branagh Poirot movie coming out, uh, and some other stuff. So yeah, so she, I thought she was great. Um, she's excellent. I thought, I I loved the. Uh, I almost called her Donna. Um, Amy's ass- assertion at the end. Yeah, she and... solved the problem. I like that too, right? Yeah. I like that. Um, I liked the kind of reveal. I don't know. I liked this episode, but again, it was just a bit of a bit of a come down because the previous one was so good and it was like, oh yeah, this is right. good, serviceable, fine episode. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that was my reaction. Uh, it was better than I remembered because, yeah, I do remember it was like because so much we'd heaped on the first episode, then this episode comes and it's like, oh, the first episode, awesome. And yeah, even poor Stephen Roth is like, everybody it's very hard to write all these episodes <laughs> right uh so it was a bit of a step down but i remember what now watching it i was like oh this is actually pretty good it's a high concept sci-fi episode right like it's it's like a, it's a high concept is like it has a big idea uh that yeah to actually i mean i'm not sure if this is the full definition of high concept but sort of the idea for me of high concept is it's like it's like here's a, a big idea a big sci-fi idea and yeah, if you wanted us to build the whole foundation to get to this idea, it would take forever. <laughs> like we could do it, but it'd be so. Let's just pretend a lot of this stuff happened. <laughs> this is the way the world works, and let's go from there. Um, uh, it's um, uh, uh, again Smith and and uh, Matt Smith and Karen Gillian just uh, carry it. Uh, I think it, it's their their relationship is fantastic. Um, this was one where I was like, again, I think watching this the first time I was like, oh, Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Matt Smith. Um, uh, but now it's just like watching her and it's like, oh, she's so good. And she's so good in this episode and just carries uh, carries a lot of it um, with him. Uh, and so, yeah, she's excellent. Um, I I loved um, uh, again, it's Doctor Who's a fairy tale, right? It's sort of, again, a fairy tale idea a little bit. Uh, and that maybe comes with, you know, you build a high concept thing, you don't explain everything behind it. So it then becomes like, well, there's a little bit of magic behind it. Like, it's like, it's a little vague as to how the whale shows up and like saves them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of that. Uh, I love, uh, it's a great, again, I feel like this would be a stellar episode if he'd had a few more drafts or a little bit more time to like work on it a little bit more like mm-hmm. the smilers the the little things in the boxes um clearly he had this image in his head like of this creepy thing that turned they're never really explained no it's like what, who's running why are yeah, they there why are like, these here what is this and why do they look like a 1920 it's clearly way in the future but now there's like a 1920s like these old car from big yeah the idea at its core that's fascinating is the idea that people are choosing to everyone is individually choosing to forget this every five years that's really interesting yeah it's a neat idea i I don't know if it's not that it's not explored well but somehow it doesn't land it strains credibility and you need a little bit more build up to get why would this uh happen and um uh i feel like the twist with the queen needs a little bit more setup uh like it would be a really dramatic exciting twist but it's kind of rushed um so yeah this, this is a little bit more um uh, by the way i do think it it is true that at buckingham palace there is a big abdicate button at, at yeah. any point and she walks <laughs> by it every day like she walks right by i'm it. out i'm out you get charles 
<laughs> it's like it's like Bartlett in the in the West Wing and the you get Hoynes like she's just gonna hit the button and like go on TV like you get Charles and everybody's gonna be like oh we're sorry we're so mean to you uh, and she's like well you had seventy years so there you go yeah. everybody so <laughs> um, uh, I like how Amy solves this uh, I like how she's the um, uh, you know she's the one who who figures it all out um, I like uh, Moffat I think. Davies just a little bit, but I feel like, and we'll see this more. What I love about, what's interesting about Moffat's take on Doctor Who is um, there is an element of like the Doctor is literally responsible, just generally. Like he's like if I have never been, if I went on the chart, uh, maybe it's the lawyer and me, all these other things. But I would be like, I want all the safety things. Like I want no, you need to no. Where are you going? No, get back here. You know what it's like to be on a spaceship. Like you hold my hand, and I don't want to. I'm not going to touch anything. I'm going to be like, should I touch this? And like, like <laughs> right. uh, here, even the doctor's just like, you go figure that thing out. Go do that. Good luck. Go do that thing. Don't right, touch right. that. And whatever. Um, and I like like Moffat kind of covered like it's like it's dangerous. Like you travel with the doctor and he's going to be like, well, you're on your own. Good luck. Solve the problem of the giant whale eating people. Uh, I'm going to be doing <laughs> this thing. <laughs> and he's going to be and like it's like, oh, I could die. Like and there is a, there's sort of an inherent danger of this. And I like I think that's a cool uh, uh, aspect of it that maybe is, is slightly lost over. But it's like, yeah, if you go, he, he cares about you. It's not like he's indifferent. But like, if you go with him, he's going to be like, "Well, good luck. You're, here you go. You've got your own responsibilities here. <laughs> you deal with yeah. it." Um, and so there's sort of, and that that is again sort of a continuation of this idea of Doctor Who is fairy tale. Like, you know, all of the characters in fairy tales are it's are put in scary adult situations. Like, you know, Hansel and Gretel, the witch was trying to eat them. <laughs> like, you know, the Riding Hood is out there with the wolf. Like, there's all there. It's not safe. Uh, and I kind of like that. I like that. That's like, yeah, you, you go with the doctor. It's not going to be safe. It's not going to be this. This, you know, everything's going to work out for you. Um, and I, that seems to come across more here. Yeah, but like I said, it's it's a good story. But I wish it probably could use another draft or two. But I forgive Stephen Moffat, who was trying to architect an entire season, had just probably poured his entire life. Like again, this is a man who is a lifelong Doctor Who fan, and then was like, okay, you do it. and then was like i gotta write i have a new doctor new companion i have to start this entire thing over again i have to write this and yeah the the enormous pressure is like i had to write episode one and then you get to the end of episode one you're like i think i got it and there was like great what's episode two gonna be like i don't know a whale what about a whale (laughs) it's a whale and a ship (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, why don't we move along to our classic episode, uh, which is the Ark, as we Yay. mentioned, notably not in space. Although no, this space. is a general Ark. It could be any general Ark. Uh, this yeah. was, uh, yeah, part of the first Doctor land, a season three, the sixth story. This is the 23rd Doctor Who story ever. Mm-hmm. It aired between the 5th and 26th of March in 1966. Yeah, we're going back, folks. And uh, you, we mentioned the... Uh, this is a, uh, I guess Dodo is new here, yeah, and who's new. the other companion? Stephen, Stephen and Dodo, yeah. uh, both new to me. But uh, Dodo apparently this was her first uh, real story, first full story. So let's hear a clip. This is one hell of a clip, folks. From New York. Still no sign of life. Perhaps the audio space research that told us of the refusions was wrong. Let us return to the launcher and send a message back to the Ark. Tell them they can make their landings quite safely. I'm sure they'll be extremely delighted to hear it. 
Yes, I bet it'll take some time to get the whole of the population down here, so the sooner you get started, the better I should think. Don't worry. It may not take as long as you think. What do you mean? Are you up to something? Uh, no. No, but you gave yourself away, didn't you? I've got a feeling when the time comes, you're not going to bring the guardians down here at all. Is that it? But they promised... I don't care. I'm right, aren't I? We were all wrong. This place is inhabited. Come, see for yourself. Yeah, some very good acting there. <laughs> all right, I'm going to I'm going to try this one. You know this obviously very well, so I'm mm. I'm going to leave some things out here, but like um I'll try to get across what I took from this. I don't know. Uh they land in, in what seems like a very prehistoric era when just when they land, they land in like kind of the wilderness. Uh, Dodo and Steven are kind of exploring around and she's saying like, oh, I think this is a zoo. This seems like a, she was even saying, I think we're on earth. I think yeah, this is a zoo park like, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they find out that they're met by these, uh, the monoids, these single eyed creatures that have a mouth, an eye in their mouth. Um, hmm? or hmm. eye in where we would expect their mouth. To be. Yeah. And, and then just like a, a beetle's wig. Like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. I just put a wig on it. Like it's like a person's wig. <laughs> so when we when we first meet them, the monoids to me this was like shades of the ood. They yeah, were like exactly. sort of this exactly. slave race. Mm-hmm. Uh, the humans are mm-hmm. using them, and what we find out is that we are on essentially an ark. They have a collection mm-hmm. of human civilization, including the animals. Uh, solar flares once again. Uh, again, uh, people, we gotta watch out for this. Gotta watch out. Yeah. So uh, they set off on this uh is it a spaceship i guess it yeah, is yeah it's, a but, but it's an enormous spaceship yeah, yeah. It's, it's a dark and uh the humans here they call themselves the guardians because they are the guardians of the human race yep. so um the only problem is dodo has a cold <laughs> <laughs> and uh now we got some you know uh relevance to our modern day uh the the covid troubles yeah. the covid troubles that we're going through now mm, um the troubles the, the cold uh well first of all these people have not been exposed to anything outside of this this group of guardians and the monoids in a long time i, yep. I forget yep. how hundreds of years and so their immune system is not ready for this it immediately strikes down i think it was their, their leader right and basically yeah centos catches the cold and not just catches a cold but like gets fever chills etc yep. and so forth <laughs> So then they immediately turn on the doctor and his companion saying, you brought this here. You're sabotaging us. Which is they correct. Was, I mean, they weren't sabotaging, but it's like, you sabotaging. did bring this disease to us. And they're like, yep. And there's even a great moment where Steven's like, wait, could is it possible we've been doing this like all the time we've been traveling? And I was like, I'm sure it's fine. So the doctor, then they have some argument. They lock him up and then they have some arguments of like, well, should we? The doctor says he can help with the cure for this. Maybe we should listen to him. So uh, while uh, while other people want them to be murdered, um, <laughs> and 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 partly because that guy I think just wants to take power. So he's like, well, let yeah. him be sick. And um, even if they can help, I don't want that. And but I do yeah. like I do like how you frame the abstract. What if we listen to them? What if we murder them instead? All right. <laughs> Those are the two options on the table. Well, it's like abdicate or forget yeah, everything you yeah, ever knew. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of parallels here. 
So he, the doctor is able to, in record time, create a vaccine, John. Mm, I mean, does this sound familiar? I mean, it's basically COVID. Um, the only thing we didn't see is huge signs uh, and people protesting taking this vaccine. <laughs> That's the thing that I missed. I was like, this doesn't seem realistic. Because why aren't people comparing this vaccine somehow to the Holocaust? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that was you force us to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they we find we basically see that the vaccine is, is going to work. Um, everyone seems like on on the road to health. So we head back to the TARDIS, and then we appear back here seven hundred years later, mm-hmm. and we find that a second pandemic happened. Um, and the basically or during a second pandemic the monoids who i don't even think have talked but but the doctor in interacting with him since he was like i sense like great things from yeah, these people they're smarter Got a great than feeling I think. here yeah, they're smarter yeah. than they think yeah, yeah exactly but we come back 700 years later and find out that they've taken control and they're in charge now and uh, you know understandably they were enslaved essentially for years yeah, they're, they're not crazy thrilled. about the yeah. humans so they're like we're gonna you enslave us i enslave you how about that what do you think about that <laughs> uh, so they um they can now talk oh i see yeah they now have voice communicators okay mm-hmm. so <clears throat> excuse me this is where i'm a little fuzzy but they don't understand why the doctor there they kind of have some memory of that he came before and then i really got lost as to what was happening so they they want to find a new world to settle but they only want the monoids to be there the doctor's trying to sort of equitably make it so that like both these races can live they reach the world um it's occupied by another race um who why couldn't we see them I was they're invisible. They're so they're just invisible. invisible. Okay. I mean, uh, Story wise, they're invisible. Uh, Budget wise, they're like this would be much cheaper. <laughs> they were called, I thought, funnily, the refuses. They just refuse stuff. Refuse, like, refuse, oh, refuse can, to be okay. seen. Yeah. No, well, so they they reminded me of uh, the alien race who was the super intelligent one who trapped themselves in a triangle a few episodes ago oh, oh. um anyway but uh. they they seemed very intelligent and were sort of like nah we know what happened we know what's happening here we don't want these people here they're gonna fight each other and destroy everything um get them out of here so um we i just I, I don't know that they're all trying to destroy each other. And then ultimately we find an equitable solution and the humans were, there was, well, they killed the monides basically. Yeah. T- yeah. For the humans equitable. Yeah. Um, yeah great for them. And the, the <clears throat> humans similar actually to, to Amy Pond um, and the doctor at the end of the other story, they're like, Oh, they'll sing about us in songs for eternity. Like that we solve, we save them and, and we'll, we'll, they mentioned like we'll remember them forever. We'll make sure our children know that this happened. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, so that's the end. But like, you know, it's some of these classic ones. Again, I'm often watching them on a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, hey, I get a little fuzzy uh, <laughs> in the middle there. It's not um, a common, complicated one. No. Uh, yeah, this is um, this is an interesting. So this is an interesting time in Doctor Who. Uh, so you've not, we've not done many late Hartnell. We, we've actually just by chance, we've stuck to the early Hartnells. So Stephen comes after Ian and Ian and Barbara leave and they, in the episode, they leave Stephen joined Stephen's space pilot from the future. So he seemed very similar to Ian to me. Yeah. Uh, 
and kind of becomes the star of the show because basically the producers sure. were switching and the producers were were struggling with Hartnell, who was his health was failing. He's a bit cantankerous. Uh, and the producers are kind of like, okay, <laughs> like we're we're done with you. Uh, and you actually get a series of it. Actually, uh, um, and they started to do things like which. If you're watching the show, you're in the story wise, you're just like, oh, what interesting ideas to the doctor. If you watch it from a production story standpoint, you're like, oh, what a what a jerk move. Uh, like, so if you watch episode four, you watch, I think of Britbox does all the way. It goes to the cliffhanger that leads to the next episode where the doctor's invisible. They just kept writing out William Hartnell. They were just like, ah, we don't really want to work with you anymore. So they just came up with ways to get rid of him. <laughs> they were just trying to like find ways to write him out of the story. So Steven is very much the main character, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, uh, we've got Dodo uh, is played by Jackie Lane. There's Dodo's only about like Dorothy, right? Or Yeah, Dorothy Chaplet. Uh, she's only in about five stories. So what happens is, and we'll get to this one not too long from now. Uh, she joins at the end of a story called The Massacre, which is a, a historic story that's set in like a, a, the Massacre of St. Bartholomew's Eve, which is a friend in a French historical uh, thing. Uh, and um, at the end of that story, they leave and go forward in time. And then they just meet Dodo randomly. And, and she has the same last name as some character who was killed in France like 200 years earlier. And they're like, oh, she must be a relative. Oh, she can come. She just joins the TARDIS. So we we have, she is, she's joined at the very end, like the last two minutes of the last story. We have no idea who she is, any of her background, anything about her. And now this is her, basically her first story. Um, Jackie Lane is, is trying her best, uh, but not the greatest actress in the world. Uh, interesting. She, she just died, uh, last year. Um, finally, no, uh, <laughs> so because we've been angry about this since 1960. No, uh, she was kind of a holdout. So she was, um, uh, she's kind of gets fired. We've talked about this in the episode. She kind of gets fired and gets written out a few stories later and she gets written out off screen. She like, Ooh, yeah, there's like, she disappears in the end of the second episode. And then at the end, the new companions come and be like, Oh, we just heard from Dodo. She's going to stay here. She says goodbye. She <laughs> loves you. And then that's it. And it's like, Ooh, boy, uh, it's not classy. Um, well, I was getting some real Susan vibes from her. Yeah. And yeah, she's supposed to be the next Susan. She replaces Vicky, who I think you have met. Uh, and um, yeah, there's like a little bit of a, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, she's in the Romans, uh, but uh, yeah, she replaces Vicky and um yeah, it just doesn't quite work. Her performance is a little all over the place. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so you get Dodo. Um, and then um, this is, um, it is it is well known. The one part it gets right is that mid-story cliffhanger, right? It, it It's two episodes. It wraps up and you're just like, oh, they're leaving. I guess it's over right, now. Yeah, uh, and it. then they head off and then they turn around and come back. And then you get the cliffhanger of the statue of the monoid. Uh, yeah. And that was pretty, it's a pretty cool little cliffhanger. Uh, it's like, oh, wow, they've, they've come forward in 700 years. Uh, and now there's a whole different story going on. So that was quite clever. Um, and then it's kind of like that. Then, then the follow on from that is just total letdown. It's just like a, it's like a children, like the clip I used is great because it's like, wait a minute. I think you might be up to something. It's like, uh, Oh, I do. I don't think so. Like, it's just like an amateur acted, uh, children's, uh, show, um, which is very disappointing. Um, because it is 
well direct it's a well directed episode there's a lot of uh, i mean it's hard it's important to remember this was filmed in like a tiny little studio again almost as live um and there's a live elephant in it right like there's that moment at the beginning where they show the elephant yeah. and you're just like oh stock footage and then suddenly you show them touching the elephant and, like petting it and it's like oh that's a real elephant right right <laughs> like, yeah um and there's a lot of high crane shots and there's really interesting and is um, it's a little bit dark. There's a, the end of the second episode is the earth like burning up and they're like, well, the earth's gone. Like, I hope this other thing works out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's very interesting. Um, uh, the, um, uh, the monoids are, yeah, a shame about design, the wigs. It is actually, you're right, the eye is, it was a, a, a ping pong wall, basically, and the actors operated with their mouths to move it around, and then they spoke, the, the lines I think were dubbed from off screen, um, and they had to gesticulate wildly to make it appear that they were talking. Uh, and so, yeah, the monoids don't quite, uh, don't quite work. Uh, it's a little bit slow. It's very slow. <laughs> the episode. Uh, I, I, the first episode, so the, the, the first episode, two episodes are very slow. I like the ideas, like the idea of like, Oh, the common cold would kill these people because yeah. no one's had it for five That's interesting, years. Yeah. That's great. Um, you and then again, hope. like you said, and then the connection with the the cut to eight hundred years later, and this other race is taken over. That yeah. seems interesting like too. The like consequences of it, and, but yeah. then yeah, the second half is like it's a bit too like children's. These this writer never wrote for Doctor Who again. I'm not sure if the director ever directed for Doctor Who again, which is a shame. But the the writer never wrote for uh, Doctor Who again because uh, yeah, I, I just don't think it quite got. It was writing too much for a children's series, um, which is too bad because it, it, again, it is it, the uh, the twist, the little twist is halfway through. And remember, at the time that these were coming out, it's not like they were like, now here's the four part story of the arc. Like they were just like, here's because they still had individual episode titles. I was like, now is the next episode. Now is the next. And so you, you could have been like, oh, I guess this was just a two parter. Uh, and then suddenly it shows up. And you're like, oh, I guess this is going on. Um, I do. I, I do think. Hartnell is playing it very nonchalant. Like the the cliffhanger to episode three is them on the planet and Dodo's like, the the probe ship there is destroyed. What happens if they just go on to another planet? And we come back and he just goes, well, I guess we'll just live here then. And then it's like a dramatic <laughs> cliffhanger. Like, he's just very like, well, whatever. And then like Hartnell just plays the whole, like all the two episodes of like almost not seriously. It's just like, oh, yep, I guess this will happen. Oh, well, I guess this will happen. No big deal, everybody. And they're like, ah, it's like he's not taking it very seriously. And then so it kind of undercuts the whole thing. Um, but yeah, again, the um, the the direction, the shots, some of the shots are and the special effects are kind of impressive. They have, again, live animals in the studio, elephants and all that kind of stuff. They show a lot of interesting model effects like there's the little they shoot the monite out into space in the burial and they've got the statue that they're launching into space. And stuff. So they have it's interesting visually. Uh, but yeah, it is um, uh, it is primarily remembered for the twist, the, the halfway through twist. That is it's it's fame. Oh, went down there to the mighty storm and town. There's still some theme and theme and theme and boy, and the past is went down to some theme and theme drinking song. What's that? It's a theme and drinking song. That's right. It's a it's a theme the theme shanty. Yeah, when people are at bars 
because uh, folks, if you aren't listening to this podcast live or as mm-hmm. it's released in your local drinking establishment, then you're missing out. This is, people yeah. gather in groups to listen to this and they, Definitely. they they raise their glasses, their pints. Well, like we are adherents of the repeating themes here on No Not The Mind Probe. We like when the big things are it. discussed throughout Doctor it. Who or, or throughout 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 culture and throughout mm. art mm-hmm. um so what did what did you want to hit upon uh here john well we got to get out of this place uh i mean that's just mm-hmm. going i mean like it's it's mm-hmm. interesting what struck me uh, watching these two episodes um because i i'm always stunned by the linking themes myself and i just these <laughs> and i'm just like whoa hey it's two whoa. arcs here like whoa like i just i just randomly put these together uh no it's in this and the ark in space which uh, uh porter uh, wrongly uh low ranked but is an amazing I did. episode I did. um but uh the egalitarianism, right? It's like all these stories and even stephen moffat's most recent story well so a you can tell stephen moffat uh is a super fan and was remembering the arc because notice that one of the clues in the beast below is the glasses of water and no vibration on the yeah. engines. And then at the beginning of the arc, Hartnell actually puts his hand on the floor. It's like, well, there's, there's a vibration here. I can tell there are engines or whatever. There's interesting connections there. Um, and I'm sure Moffat knew, remembered that or had seen the story. Uh, but yeah, what's interesting to me is uh, like all these stories are like implausibly now, and maybe this is just my dark vision of the earth today, but like, they're like, Oh, we're going to rescue everybody. We're all going. There are race banks. There are banks with all miniaturized people in them. We're taking everybody and we're going. And yeah, part of me now is just like, nah, we're going to, the rich of rich people are going to leave and like, well, burn alive, poor people. <laughs> <laughs> like now's our chance to yeah, escape like, the poor people. Hey, what about us? And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. You're out. You're done. And so it's interesting egalitarianism to it. And I don't know if that is a, is that a sci-fi optimism? Is that, I mean, like, do we? I, I, I teach. But we don't know how people were chosen for the arcs. No, true, but it does. They imply like that it's like everybody, right? It's like race banks of people. We're going to get everybody yeah, miniaturized. Right, right, right. It implies a large scale exodus. When I think it's going to be like, uh, it's just Elon Musk and some hot chicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like that's our hope. Like, well, by the way, we forgot to. One of the reasons that made that easier is because when at the very beginning we're introduced in the arc to a trial where someone like whatever steals an yeah, apple and like, window okay something. well i'm gonna miniaturize you down to a speck and then we'll deal with you later yeah yeah <laughs> That's what it's like is that really a punishment it's like so instead of dying before you get to this planet i'm gonna you're gonna get to come back i'd be like oh oh i stole this oh no <laughs> i'm a criminal you better no. shrink me and i'll come back in 20 years uh yeah it's a weird thing it's just like i love the concept <laughs> Uh, all of the guardians, the human slaves in the second half, they work in the security kitchen. I was like, what is a security kitchen? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I guess I I can't tell this is sci-fi, right? So there's two ways to look at uh, sci-fi, right? There's there's, uh, basically utopian or dystopian, right? Like either the world is going to be great. You you either got Gene Roddenberry's vision, which is we're all going to be, there's going to be any money and we're all going to be working together and it's going to be multi-racial, multi-generational, multi-gender, whatever, and we're all going to be so happy. Uh, or you've got, uh, you know, uh, Soylent Green, where we're all going to eat each other. Like, right. <laughs> the two and that's it. The Pick one. <laughs> um, 
but this one in Doctor Who anyway, and I, I feel like I've seen this in other places. Like, we're all going to leave together. Don't worry, everybody. We're all going to get off Earth together. And I don't buy that. <laughs> we're all going to, most of us are going to die here while the few people who can get away are going to go. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What that is. Yeah. Um, well, I think you're, yeah, you, you're, a tad more dystopian than <laughs> than is probably true but i yeah i don't know you're right i mean i know in in what was it is it is it um the is it deep impact where they get on the arcs that are that are no made it's and, 2012 uh it's 2012 okay yeah. so in that there's a mix right where it's like oh there's a lottery yeah. but then clearly about 20 percent of the people are no sorry clearly stated there are 20 to 30 percent of the people are chosen for the arc for their like capabilities and unique talents and then a bunch of rich people but then there's an additional 10 percent no no i'm saying those are essentially rich people but then there's an additional 10 percent of just rich people bought their way in and then there's like another 40 percent who like there's a lottery and you know you got on so i think it's probably more close to that where it's like there's a mix of it. There's going to be some egalitarian uh, piece to it, but then there's also going to be like, you know, if you know a guy, <laughs> there's going to be that's a great you can example. Get into college as a legacy, kind of a because, thing. Because, and I don't know, I don't, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but I remember watching 2012, and I don't know if I was too old or cynical or what, but I remember watching that movie, and like the premise was basically. No, you've got to bring us all. Everybody's got to go on the arcs. And Oliver Platt, I think, was in that movie, right? It was Oliver Platt's character. It was like the guy in charge was like, no, we can't fit everybody. And I just remember watching it and be like, yeah, you, it, there's only so much room. Like, you can't put all these people on. And all because all the people are like clinging to the doors and trying to climb. Right, like, right. No, there's everybody, people, there's only so much room, folks. Like, you can't. And I, I was in the camp of the people who were like, yeah, kill all those people, <laughs> like, throw them <laughs> off the ark. There's no room. There, it's like there's only, there's only a donut. You can only divide the donut into eight pieces. And there are 28 right, people right. trying to get this donut. Like, you can't do it. And, I, and I'm like, oh, God. And then I was like, oh, I'm a Republican. Like, why am I, am I become this evil? Um, but yeah, there is sort of a, it is uh, sci-fi is optimistic, I guess, about the future. Generally, I mean, that, that is the interesting thing about sci-fi, right? Is that um uh is even even in more dystopian stuff i mean you know we'll, we'll take logan's run and soylent green out of it but a lot of even the dystopian stuff it's it is still we made it right like uh, you know it's, it's still like in in five thousand ten thousand a million years we're still here yeah uh so there is an inherent optimism as dark as it goes uh and uh and you know I'm not sure I buy into that at this point. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know if we're going to make it 100 years, but... Uh, I think one of the difficult yeah. things about Doctor Who is it's immensely um, optimistic yeah. about humans and also uh, states pretty clearly that humans are at the center of major universe-wide right. events. Uh, repeatedly, they're at the end of the universe. There yeah. are humans there, you know. Yeah. Which and that seems which a little isn't... far-fetched. Which isn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is like an interesting component of like, uh, there's so Torchwood, which we haven't really watched, 
Uh, but one of the most interesting things about uh, so the torture kind of plays it's more adult and it plays with the idea it's got Scott John Berman as Captain Jack and it's got new characters and it's supposed to be it's like an X-Files ish kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, and definitely more adult like the first episode is like about a creature that survives by orgasms like I mean <laughs> kind of very very grown up um but uh, one of the interesting themes that it pursues, and I'm trying to remember which where it was, I think it was a bit later in the series, is that uh, it talks about it's like uh, some of the alien invasions, the highly public alien invasions, the Daleks and stuff like that in the Doctor Who series, because it's happening. It's in the same universe and being like, oh, yeah, after that, there were like millions of suicides because all these highly religious people were like we're not the center of the universe right right and it was like i That's can't believable. handle this <laughs> right and it's just like oh what a, it was like there's a very dark take on like what would actually happen and I, i'm not sure i buy i'm not sure you know humans are too arrogant to be like oh, well they'd figure some way to justify there's no way churches would be like well you're right we're out like, they'd be more it up, like everybody guys everybody in conference room we're gonna figure out how to spin this to, to, <laughs> yeah. toward us <laughs> just wait you'll be a little move the pope's next podcast you know no not the mind pope uh <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's because he's gonna he's gonna steal our copyright he's mm-hmm. gonna be like you gotta take you gotta go with a hot podcast hashtag nmtmp is big uh and he's like if i want to get picked up even as the Pope, I got to go on the big one. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, oh yeah, he'll figure it out. But yeah, it is, um, uh, it is an inherently optimistic idea. Uh, and yeah, I'm just fascinated this link between the two of them. It's like, yeah, we take everybody. It's like, no. We- all right, John. Yeah, on that we- dark note. Yeah, no, yeah. you're all dead. So. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I was saying, so are, the point are you and I in this? I'm not even clear if we're part of this. Well, obviously, we'll podcast. Well, it depends. Have we finished? We committed to finishing this. Have we finished it or not? That's uh, true. And if they're like, all right, well, uh, you know, the, the powers that be are going to be like, now oh, let them die. And then people are going to be like, no, they're like 25 episodes away from finishing. I mean, as we saw during the pandemic, podcasters are essential personnel. Yeah. You need, right. uh, you need podcasters. Yeah. I mean, in the sense that we can continue to operate <laughs> wherever <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we uh, have read, anyway. uh, we, I'm sorry, there are uh, 297 official yeah. Doctor Who television stories. We've ranked 96 of them. Oh, we're close. We're 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 banging on the door of we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but Wait, we're, we're going to 98. Rank... I think we're up to 98, aren't we? Well, we ranked we'll 96. Well, this will be 98. Yeah. With yeah. These. Oh, wow. So next episode, 50. And this we've and ranked 100. 100. Yeah. Which, if you, it's, I, I'm saying it is exciting, but if you actually do math and you're like, you do two episodes of it, so yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but do you understand what the chances that our 50th episode would coincide with our 100th ranking? And people are well, like, yes, that would be, we predicted that from episode one. Uh, yeah. So, what that also means, even though they are unfortunately adding more stories every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> with every tick of the, the clock, mm-hmm. uh, more stories are added. But, we're a third of the way through when yeah, we get to yeah. 100. So that's exciting. So again, uh, folks, we're in it. That's a lot of exciting stuff that is not happening this episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> this, yeah. episode, this episode, we got to rank ranking these, the Beast Below in the These arc. two clunkers. Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> go first. Um, I had the Beast Below ranked more solidly in the middle. I moved it up a little bit because um, mm-hmm. I was just looking at some of the other stuff there. And I was like, eh, I don't know. It's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I ended up with it around number 28. 
Um, oh, wow. All right. You got it way up so, there. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, I had it more really right in the middle. And then I I kind of saw it's so hard with these. I don't know. Because you, like, <laughs> you see other ones that you ranked up there and you're like, ah, I'd like it better than that. And then you move it up. I mean, whose idiot idea was it to rank these things? I put eh. it just below Planet of the Dead, just above the Stolen Earth Journeys. And that was one of them. I ranked mm. that one too high, I think. And that was part of it. And I saw that mm. there. I was like, I'd rather watch that than this. Like, I, you know. <laughs> I'd rather watch this than that, rather. So, you know what? My philosophy on these rankings is, and that's how I ranked it, and so I'm not looking back. Not so that's where I that don't is. have to explain. After this episode, I never have to explain this again. <laughs> Except when it shows up with the rankings, it was like, why is that there? Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> but was that? the arc I put, um, I didn't put at the very bottom or anything. I put it uh, kind of in... The lower, the lower third there. Mm. I put it right around Battlefield. I put okay. it above yep. the Sound of Drums, Last of the Time Wards, because okay. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's number 64. Okay. 64 for me. So what, what, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I did, so the Beast Player, I think there's it, some lingering. Like I said, it, it's, it came off better than I thought it was uh, when I first watched it, but there's still some lingering residual antithesis i think or you know, antipathy that's what i was looking for uh to to it uh so i've got it number 62 i've got around black orchid uh, where where really what, what clicked with me was boomtown which again is like a uh, solid episode could be better and that's that's my general Interesting. leave behind a beast below it's like it could be better like i i get it i get where they were going it i also might be like Gel. too new to matt smith and amy pond just be like that's ah, pretty fun i don't well, know like, right and that's the other thing i was like as i was listening to you i was like you know what yeah i know what's coming and i uh, yeah you know, sorry, heads, uh, this is i actually think this is one of the strongest seasons of the new series to this date uh and so what's coming is very good uh throughout this season uh and i think this is kind of one of the weaker ones of this one so that may have also uh so yeah i put it i put it around boom basically i put it at 62 around boomtown again okay could be it could be more a little disappointing uh the arc i have way low um and again in the now i'm just pairing up episodes based on the same like general reaction so the arc i have at number 88 right above the mind robber uh in the same so very close to the end for me but in the same category of like ah uh, yeah i think there were some interesting ideas here but the execution just didn't quite work um you have a right next episode. to the Keys of Marinus, too. Yeah, like the first two episodes, uh, solid. I mean, it's slow and a little, there's some interesting acting choices, most of them wrong. Uh, which are, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I see there was a clever idea here. There's a clever sci-fi idea here. I like what they're going. It's, and yeah, it's 1960, whatever. It's hard to do this. I get it. A uh, great cliffhanger twist at the end of episode two. And then it just devolves into like this very childish, which again, the clip I had, you know, kind of illustrates this very childish story. So it doesn't quite work. So yeah, I've got it around the air. And it's interesting. And, um, uh, you know, the comparison, you mentioned Planet of the Ood and it's, I have this rank here, Planet of the Ood. There are a lot of yeah. interesting parallels of sort of like, because you do watch it and you're like, well, really being particularly nice to the monoids in episodes one and two. No, they're kind of treating them like slaves. Uh, and then uh, and then suddenly they're like, oh, now they've taken over. How woe is us? And it's like, well, I'm kind of jerks. To them. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if the slaves had taken over you know, before the Civil War, we're like, mm, well, that's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? And they're like, because you were whipping us and making us do work for you for nothing. Uh, 
so the arc like slavery like american slavery <laughs> uh basically which only gets the number it doesn't quite rank at the bottom <laughs> i'm still better than time lash <laughs> <laughs> well you can see all our rankings uh, oh, sorry. We're, well, let's update you on where that means yeah, they all kind of shake yeah, out I, here. Again, oh, number be. one, not in threat. Uh, we have Beast uh, Below. Uh, that puts the Beast Below smack in the middle. So yeah. Like yeah, 45. Yeah. And uh, let's see. That puts... By Planet the Ark, by Planet of the Ud. Yeah. And yep, yep. 79. Warriors of the Deep, Planet of the Ud area. Yeah, which is... Yeah, the Ark is... The Ark is one of those ones as a, as a season two fan where uh, you go long enough and you can't remember all the details and you're like, Oh, the arc. Yeah. That had some interesting moments like warriors of deep. It's like, Oh, that's that. And then you start watching it. And you're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that monster in warriors of the deep. That's my, yeah. maybe the my Merca. favorite monster. Yeah. 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 Um, Merca. Oh God. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, well, you can you can uh, see our full rankings on mindprobe.show, HTTPS colon slash slash mindprobe, all one word, dot, like a period, show. Uh, we're we're in the dot show domain group. That That's just who we are. That's yeah, what we're all yeah, about. Yeah. It's us um, and, and that's it. It's actually us. It might be. It might be it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, can, you can see that. You can also see our watch order if you want to see what's coming up next week. You can see what, how we watched through these things in the past. You can obviously mm-hmm. get all the uh, existing podcasts. You can subscribe and we'd love it if you did. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple, all that anything, stuff. Whatever anything you like. you just subscribe to anything. And we'd love Any if you magazine, get... even just subscribe to a random magazine and you subscribe to highlights it. for kids. There's lots yeah, of great puzzles right, in yeah. it every week. Yeah. The diff... Do you do you get your kids the highlights? They, like they had highlights last year. We stopped it because uh, they sometimes weren't doing it and they have other puzzle stuff. So we stopped. But it is good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I might yeah. get it again. World book. Yeah. Do you ever get world book for kids? You mean uh, the encyclopedia? No, no. They have a kids magazine. World, and and oh. then there's also Nat Geo kids. Uh, oh, no, well, I don't have children. So it would be weird if I got, it would be sort of pedophilic if I got like, hi, I mean, right. obviously, right. if I started getting subscriptions to highlights, people would be like, <laughs> why? <laughs> well, look, go to mindprobe.show and let John know whether uh, he should adopt kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what we're talking about here. Answer's no, but you can but, try. I mean, you give it a let whirl. him know. Let him know. I mean, give it a this whirl. Is the thing. You try um, Look, uh, you should do that. You should go to mindprobe.show. You can also email us at john at mindprobe.show, mm-hmm. porter at mindprobe.show. John, check in the old email boxes. They are barren. Yeah, they are barren just still. Weeds. Still. But if, so, you, if you have ideas, apparently. Yeah. If you, if you, you want an idea that has like to get out, show. if you have to express yourself, why not? I mean, you could kill someone or Almost. do, you know, there's other unhealthy ways. Yeah. Or you could send a, a, an email to MindProbe. And yeah. you know you might you might you might satisfy yourself you might sexually gratify yourself which is what yeah. I think most that's what killing is all about. Uh, we're, we're down a tangent here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I would but say if you, if you don't, mean, you could just you could just webmail us and be like, all right, and then we might. Well, ch- no, you know what? No, I'm going to give you a respond. guarantee. If you yeah, if you, if you email us, us we today, will we'll answer. Like there, we Definitely. will mention your name on the podcast unless it's unless it's obscene. We won't respond immediately because we'll we'll be we restarting our we computers a few times to make sure it's a real thing, yeah. like not yeah. a prank email. But yeah, yeah. Um, but you do do write us, and you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at Porter Mason on Twitter, and hey, I do comics. You should uh, mm. support those too. They're you can very Patreon. funny, folks. 
Yeah, we, there's a we rabbit all, and a squirrel, like and there's a there's a, there's a actually there's a lot delight. of neurotic animals. Yes, most of them are very troubled. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. Um, so you can go to patreon.com slash Porter Mason. You can see those. You can also go to RooneyComics.com to see them there, too. But I'd love it if you supported those. I'd appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Throw in, yeah. throw in the rabbit there eats jelly straight out of the jar, people. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, that's, that's a dream fulfillment. That's a wish fulfillment. It's based uh, on a guy named Brett, who we know, who listened to the first episode of this podcast. But I'm not listening <laughs> to this We'll one. never hear this. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Brett, if you're hearing this, prove it. I, I yeah. just I dare no. you. Yeah, come on. Uh, John, uh, and you, as I mentioned, you can see what we're going to watch next on the show. But people, if they don't want to go all all the yeah. way to the website and they're already listening to us it's now, uh, what are we watching next? Daleks, week? folks. The Daleks are back, um, and it's been a. I mean, it has been, been a minute. Uh, <laughs> a few episodes. They came. The Daleks are back. Uh, the interesting. We have the Daleks. The new paradigm emerging, which we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, and they are accompanied by Winston Churchill, which is telegraphed at the end of the last episode. Yes, yes. Uh, so we have and by by the gay Mark Gatiss, Victor mm. the Daleks, by the gayest of all. Uh, writers. He wrote. I, he wrote I, this episode. Yeah, he wasn't just gay all over it. He wrote it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Gatiss's victory of the Daleks. Uh, and once you watch it, you will see the connections. But uh, certainly, shades, themes, parallels, lines, even basically uh, from the second Doctor story. So we've gone first to second. And we, Patrick, been a while since we had. Well, no, only two episodes. Again, none of these, none of my observations are correct. We have Patrick Troughton <laughs> two episodes ago. Uh, but we had Patrick Troughton's last episode. Now we have Patrick Troughton's first episode. Mm. Uh, this is his debut, a significant episode, uh, Power of the Daleks, which uh, you will see on BritBox, but it is all animated. So this will be oh, cool. after the Macro Terra, I believe. This will be your second fully animated episode. I like uh, the Macro Terra. Yeah, but this is a this is a interesting. It'll be interesting to see how you take this, but this is definitely a classic uh, episode. But the 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 first new doctor episode like ever right i mean this is you know his his debut so a lot riding on this one so yeah interesting uh so daleks dalek mania coming to you from uh from the next uh next story so daleks of course they will survive into the future there's no doubt about that so we humans i'm not so sure about daleks Daleks finishes them all together there's like nope they're all dead (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and, and then actually the the episode ends weirdly with just Stephen Moffat coming on the screen and be like no they're gone it's, <laughs> it's over people and then he just stares at them they just kind of awkwardly cut away it was a weird it's a weird mm. you'll see it it's a weird ending okay <laughs> I'm looking forward to it and I'm generally looking forward to the future the future yeah here's to the future mm-hmm. of, of all the here's the hey, here's to the 50th episode big yeah. Dalek big Dalek uh, episode big Dalek extravaganza number 50 I don't know how I feel about the Daleks. They're still not my favorite um, villain. I still like both the Centaurans and the Cybermen more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, uh, it's an iconic design, right? I don't like the Master either. I don't like many <laughs> basic things about Doctor. Well, we, so we, I'm not, I, honestly, the, look, look, it's a lot to compare to Daleks. I mean, I, I spent one entire episode, and it was exhausting. Uh, uh, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> it was like eight months ago. Um, I have not done the master a lot of favors. 
we have like the the master started in the third doctor with Rush Legato, and like there was a sort of established himself, but I've we've skipped around and yeah, some of the master appearances are it, it gets even weirder. Steve Moffat has an interesting take on the master, which is I don't I'm not sure I quite agree with. And we've we've tried to hash this out in the sense that I have thought about what I would say to him, but I have a lot of fantasies about uh, celebrities who I would sit next to on a plane. Like, you know, like, if I, if I, if I were on a flight to, like, London, and I just sat down. way too prepared. In, like, business class, and, like, if Stephen Moffat were sitting next to me, or Chris Pratt, or just a good list of people, and, like, I know what I would say. And I would want to be, you'd want to be, because it's a long flight, right? And you'd want to be cool. You'd want to, like, talk about, you know, I, love, I, would, I wouldn't be like, I love, remember, I wouldn't want to be Chris Farley, right? Remember, uh, and, and, Remember that time? That yeah. thing. That was awesome. Like I wouldn't do that, but I'd be very, I'd be sophisticated and cool, and be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about your movies. Like I'm gonna talk about me. I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna talk about what I do for a living. And you're gonna be like, you're a lawyer who teaches ethics. That's really interesting. No, like, they'd be right, like, Paul Rudd. It is really interesting. <laughs> like, let me get out my noise canceling huge headphones, <laughs> and you go away. Go to mindprobe.show.